cool. Welcome back to another episode of the Foamy Heads social distancing style. <laughs> that's right, that's right. We've, On the uh, mic today with Mitch and Rich, and we are Hendersonville and Murfreesboro. We are far apart today, Mitch. That's right, yeah. Nashville, the most heavily infected dense area right between us. Uh, uh, and it's a no man's land out there right now from what <clears throat> I've been told. This needs to end soon, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've been watching the, this uh, website and uh, seeing the peak head its way here, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm looking forward to this being over. So. <clears throat> what does, uh, when you were looking at it, does it look like it's kind of starting to stabilize and kind of flatten off a little bit, or is it still on the up and up? We're still, you know, we're not great right now. We... Uh, mm. I, the ones freshest on my mind are for my clients, like Louisiana, New York, yeah. <laughs> and et cetera. They, theirs is on the 19th or 20th is at their peak resource use, oh. expected peak resource okay. use. And Tennessee 19th or 20th? Oh, that's more than a week away. Yeah. But Tennessee wasn't as bad. Like uh, Louisiana's got it bad per capita, <laughs> and, and New York's rough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of uh, the site I'm using. Oh, healthdata.org. And they've got a whole COVID map for uh, metrics that they're using. And it's kind of like expected resources and projections. So, uh, yeah, Nashville. So, hey, they added OUS. Fuck yeah. About time. Say what? So it was only US. But they just rolled out an update, I guess, either today or yesterday, that includes the world. So, huh. global. But for <clears throat> Tennessee, we are, let's see, our peak technically was or will be here in a few days. Like the 15th is uh, the start of the peak, kind of. This is interesting. But the highest would be, I guess, 22nd is when it, it, it's a... It's a wobbly peak. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we're about the same expectancy. All these were not up to date when I was watching them either. So some places had updated to where it would be the 20th. Some places were we were past the past uh, expected resource use. So, mm. But now it looks like Nashville has been stretched out to the 20s here as well for April. Yep. But it's like a long peak here. It starts on the 12th goes a little higher to the 16th and then it kind of hits the peak amount on the 22nd and then it looks like i'm looking yeah i'm looking at the same graph you are right now yeah so nine uh, nine days until the projected peak in daily deaths yeah so for those who are interested and don't have this website uh saved it's the covid19.healthdata.org yep so uh, it's a it's very pretty useful easy site. to look at. You can just jump in. You can look at a country, but you can type in a state also if you want to. Yeah, and it'll just and it just takes you there. I just I just typed in Tennessee, which is where we are, and yeah, it gives you all kinds of useful data. It's a uh, any anyone participating, I suppose, with the with their data. <clears throat> I really don't I haven't looked into how they're getting their data, but yeah. Uh, they did not have OUS on here. Sad to see India still isn't on here. We have some friends in India, and we're mm. really worried about them. But, uh, yeah. 
Looks like UK is in here or Europe. China's not in there. Of course surprisingly. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I was just like, are... what if they were to broadcast their numbers? Let's see what they got. Nope, China's <laughs> not on the site. Yeah, no. Um, right now, America's in the lead for numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. We're in the lead. That's the one time that's not considered winning. Yeah. Someone, I don't but, know. But, I mean, it... to think about it, we are we are a little bit more dense, you know, in terms of we have a lot more, like, we have Chicago, we have New York City, we've got Miami, you know, all of these, Nashville, I guess, is considered one of those, but you've got one of those, we're a country of, like, a lot of heavily dense populated cities, so, and <clears throat> we have a big population, so, I mean, it, it's going to make sense that we would lead in something like more deaths per day and things like that in more cases, but at the same time, we're also testing mm-hmm. more people than most other countries, so there is no real way to say yeah the united states has the most cases of course we do because we have the most confirmed cases we've tested more people than anybody for all we know there's other countries out there that have more cases they just haven't been doing as much testing not to say that's a good thing or a bad thing it's just it is what it is (laughs) we've put some priority now a little too late in my opinion but on testing and and stuff like that and now we're finally starting to see some data which allows us to do these types of websites where we can kind of start to understand when something's going to peak and start going back down. Yeah. Oh, uh, I saw a terrible meme the other day on the same subject, but uh, the numbers for confirmed cases of coronavirus reached 420,069 in the United States. And people were like, (laughs) two best numbers in the world, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Leave it to leave it to the United States meme population to put something like that on the internet and get a lot of likes out of it. Right, <laughs> America. So that's right. Uh, the way well, th- the way that our generation is saving the country is by being social <laughs> introverts and not going outside. Yeah. Whereas our whereas our uh, ancestors went and fought wars, we literally just stayed inside to save it to save a country. <laughs> yep, we built anyway. our fences up higher. <laughs> That's right. So what are we drinking today? That's a good question. So uh, I've got two oldies with me today. Um, I haven't really gone out and bought any new beer I've wanted to. I did on the last podcast. That was probably the (coughs) newest one I got. But today I looked around my fridge and I I was like, I need to get rid of some of these beers, meaning I need to Mm. drink them. So um i found one we were gonna send to the guy uh, our friend in california but i want to drink it before it expires and it may yeah. have already it may already be dead but it's three floyds spaceship Ooh, space middle station finger. middle finger i yes. could see it in your video camera <laughs> right now yes yeah and uh you know this is from our last trip out there almost Monster. a year yeah because May is right around the corner, and uh, I, I don't think this would have aged well. So I'd rather go ahead and find out. Yeah. Most IPAs don't, you know, they're not the ones that you want to sit and age for very long. IPA, that's kind of more of your stouts and porters. Those are the right. ones you want to age for a while. Your IPAs, you want to drink fresh. But Space Station Middle Finger is a good one. I like, I like it. But, yeah, a year old. I mean, that's Munster. That was last Dark Lord day. Unfortunately, that's not happening right now. Maybe in the future, in the, sh- the short-term future, yeah. it will be happening. Still got some carbonation. <laughs> okay, that's good. So that's 
it smells nice. Doesn't smell overly sweet. Uh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, still got quite a bit of. It's head still there. there. Yeah. Yeah. I still wouldn't feel safe sending it to them, <clears throat> but you know we'll get a fresh batch, and if we're yes. really feeling like we want to send something out that way, we can. But. You know, I have a feeling that when this is all over, you're going to see, you know, the breweries that, that make it through the end. I think you're going to see all kinds of special release beers come out as a result of all this. That'll be our opportunity to kind of pick up some good stuff and then yeah. send it to our buddy out west. That'd be nice, yeah. Yeah. Alongside picking up some ourselves. Hell yeah. Got to. <laughs> Man, what do you got for to for drinking? Well, I'm going to give you a choice, actually, on which one I should drink first. So I've got two new ones, Mitch, that I've never had before. Um, First is Southern Grist Pity Snickers. I'll show it to you in the camera right there. That's a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. It is an uh, 8.6% sweet stout brewed with lactose, nougat, caramel, peanuts, and loads of chocolate-covered candy bars. Ooh. So there's that one, or the new Imperial Stout from Bearded Iris called Must Have. Interesting. And it is a 10% Imperial Stout with peanut butter, cocoa nibs, honey, and lactose. Mm. So one of them has candy bars and lots of chocolate in it, but has a lower ABV. The other one has a higher ABV but has peanut butter, honey, and lactose in it. So I didn't really know which one I wanted to drink. If I was going to have both, I didn't know what order to drink it in. So I'm going to leave it up to you, Mitch. Which one should I have first? The Southern Grist Pity Snickers, which is the candy bar stout, Mm -hmm. or should I have the Bearded Iris Must Have Imperial Stout with lactose, honey, cocoa nibs, and peanut butter? Go full dessert is my thing. I I think that let's give Southern Grist a shot Southern Grist it is. Pity and Snickers. I dare say Southern Grist right now is the top beer, craft beer on pushing shit out in Nashville right now. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Because, you know, Bearded Iris was constant, it seemed. And Southern Grist started coming in and doing the same thing. And Bearded Iris this year has been a little calmer. Think than, so? I think so. But hmm. at the same time, I'm saying calmer meaning they are releasing the same releases we've seen from previous years so they've got a schedule yeah southern grist is all over the map you just don't know what they're going to produce and they're collaborating a lot more it's interesting that you mentioned that i'd never thought about that before but you know every once in a while bearded iris will come out with something like i think a couple weeks ago they had a new ipa that dropped or whatever and then Here's kind of like their one their one new stout, but it seems that what I've seen before from them in the last couple few months have been repeats from what they had originally. So, hey, this IPA that was out before and it was gone for a while is now back. Right. Whereas Southern Grist, you can walk in and you can see three, four, five new Southern Grists anytime you walk into a beer store right now, which isn't very often right now, but there's still right. some liquor stores that are open and you actually can walk through and see what they got in southern grist always has a few different new varieties out there Mm. how's that space station middle finger taste right now i've i mainly got foam (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> it's sweet. So I think it's uh, sweeter than it was probably supposed to be. Okay. Because um, I got a little bit of beer on that one. But, yeah, I'm diving back in. think it would be a little bit more hoppy if it was a little more fresh? I would think so. But I'm getting like a... It's, it's a lot sweeter than I remember. Though it's been a while since I've had Spaceship Middle Finger. So um, <clears throat> I would say I'm getting notes of like a... I'm getting hops. They're okay. kind of mild hops. They're not really... I, I couldn't place any hop off the palate. But uh, I do get a lot of honey with it too right hmm. now. And I don't know if that's just because I haven't like rinsed my palate or what. But uh, I'll have to look up and see what they put in this. But I'm getting a lot of like a honey taste to it. Honey sweetness. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's only, it's only it's uh, only 50 IBUs. Oh, okay. 50 IBUs and 6% alcohol. Oh, it's an American Pale Ale. I didn't know that. I thought it was an IPA. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought so, too. I didn't read <clears throat> American Pale Ale. American Pale Ale. All right. A bright golden American Pale Ale, which is odd. The first time I actually had that beer, Mitch, was at Dark Lord Day uh back in 2018 so it would have been two dark lord days ago that was that was after an entire day of drinking nothing but stouts Mm. at dark lord day my palate was just craving something hoppy right and (laughs) nothing stands out like a a name of a beer called space station middle finger i love it and you know when three (laughs) floyds puts it out you're gonna be like i have to try it so i tried it and it's interesting that my response, because I'm looking at my untapped profile right now, mm. and it says, after a long day of drinking beers, this I, this beer still stands out as extremely hoppy, which is interesting because <laughs> you're not picking up on that much hops in this beer. It could be a couple things. One, it could be the fact that it's an older brew yes. that you've been holding it for a while, or it could be the fact that I drank 14% imperial stouts all day and i just needed something a little bit hoppier which is probably the case i think it's a little of both really yeah Yeah. because all stouts then you're hitting some just a even a little hint of hop you're like this is hoppy (laughs) yeah Yeah. i like hops (laughs) at least that would be me i'd be you know i'm like i'm a fan of hops this is great yeah i'd be let me look up I'm going to look up Dark Lord Day 2020 to see if we can. uh... Now, as of right now, it's still saying May 16th, which um, may not necessarily be the case. Okay, yeah. Dark Lord Day and all ticket sales will be postponed until further notice. We will share any rescheduling information as soon as we have it. Stay safe, and we hope to see you all very soon. Dark Lord Day needs to happen this year. It absolutely needs to happen this year. It would be awesome. I hope they mm. still do it. I mean, they would just have more beer to serve this time, which it's yeah. already chaotic as is. They can't fit many more tents, but no. they got plenty of room for more taps. So, Yes. <laughs> That's true. They were pretty spaced out when you walked up to a tent or whatever. There was quite a few spaces in between each tap. Yes. But I think that's because when 
breweries go to a beer festival, they bring what they want. When breweries go to Dark Lord Day, Three Floyds tells them, you are allowed to only bring the best of the best, and it's probably only one or two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, There was um, definitely no shortage of beer at Dark Lord Day. Not at all. Uh, Just a shortage of uh, death metal music due to the rain and uh mia people because the groups that they had last year two flaked on them one i think had mechanical problems so it wasn't their fault but the other one just was a no-show from what i heard i don't know if that's the case or not but yeah i I was looking forward to some metal and just being blasted (laughs) but we'll make uh, sure to we'll make sure to stay longer this year yeah when you know when it does happen we'll we'll stay for the music i think we bounced a little earlier than we should have yeah i agree Uh, and we've said a few times every time we've talked about dark lord day we're like we're staying longer this time (laughs) so i'm looking forward to it man uh i definitely want to stay there till nightfall i don't know when they close up shop but i want to stay there and just see everything this next time i think the last group uh, now we lucked out and got Group A, I think. Yeah, we did. But the last and poor DJ got like Group D or E or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. But I think the very last group, <coughs> excuse me, was um, going in to get their beers at the brewery around like six o'clock. I think. Okay. It's either five thirty or six. So at least it goes until then. And yeah. if I recall, we bounced probably around four-ish yeah. last time at Dark Lord Day. So I'd say we probably had another two or three hours left if we wanted to stay. One thing I know for sure is I'm bringing my... Uh, probably going to bring my computer bag. It, it's the mm. squarest most bag I have currently that can fit on my back. Because... Mm. I want to still bring the amount of alcohol you're allowed to for beer shares, but by the time I go pick up my bottles, I should have drank and shared my shared bottles. And I can yes. put the Dark Lords safely into my pack and continue to Makes drink sense. while there, regardless of what group I'm in. Right. I could see that. That makes sense. I think last time we ended up getting our... I think the goal last time was just to get our beers and then go bring it out to the car. But then at that point, we were just like, oh, well, let's just go home. Yeah. Once we had our beers, I think now that would be a good idea. You've, you've finished all your share beers by the time you get yours, and you can just replace them in your backpack and then just keep walking around. Yeah. And I, if anyone was uh, <laughs> curious about why, uh, why I keep wanting to bring a backpack to put beer in, so these bottles, you get four standard Dark Lords and mm-hmm. a variant, right? One variant. Yep. And the variant can vary between however many they're producing, which is usually over 10 from my mind. But uh, anyway, we lucked out, got some really good choices, but you can always mm-hmm. end up with uh, greatest teachable moments, I suppose. Oh, <laughs> too much ginger in that However, beer. each normal Dark Lord you, it can easily net you $80 you know in the public mm. or more depending yeah. on demand and the variants even more so and uh yep. <laughs> the bags they give you are not uh safe to keep them in and the floor throughout the whole area is parking lot it's ash- asphalt gravel 
stones, whatever you can, whatever they put out there, you can break your beer on. So <laughs> this guy I saw with his bag of Dark Lord, it was obviously weighing on him because it is not a light <clears throat> bag to carry around. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have good handles. I, I, I dare say it would snap on you if you were like a group and you stayed till six or seven. It would eventually if you snap. just kept yeah if you just carried it around too long those straps would weaken really fast yeah and uh something happened because this guy's dark lords fell not even like 12 inches not not a foot off the ground they dropped hit the gravel <clears throat> and shattered and you could just oh. see the stout foam seeping through the bag and the disappointment oh, and tears no. about to fall out of this guy's face oh so, no i yeah. forgot about that <laughs> Because like, yeah. a lot of people go to Dark Lord Day just to get those beers. Yeah. Like, you know, especially a lot of the people in, like, Indiana, like, if they're in Munster, you know, and a lot of these <clears throat> breweries are local and they're kind of in the area, they can get access to these beers. Yeah. If they live in the area or kind of the surrounding areas, but you still can't get Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. You can only get it on Dark Lord Day. So a lot of these people will buy tickets just to go get the four beers and their special variant. That dude apparently didn't have that that choice that day because he dropped his. No, he was uh, <laughs> what I call a anime convention individual or similar, where you're young, mm. you're you've got not a lot of money, but enough money to buy a bunch of shit with, because his pack yes. was loaded with like merch uh, from uh, Dark Lord Day. Just oh. I saw jackets, I saw glasses, mm. I saw all sorts of shit poking out. Then he was carrying his Dark Lords around in his hand. I was, uh, and when I saw it break, I was like, he had his priorities wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Beer in the bag <laughs> or backpack. But yeah, uh, that, that felt sad. I, I did not. And then, of course, everyone that started seeing it, it was like a sweeping moment of, oh, and it just <laughs> echoed throughout the whole thing. <clears throat> Same way, like when you drop your tasting glass, you know, people yeah. moan about it. <laughs> you feel yeah. bad for the guy, but not bad enough to want to give him one of yours. No, no. I, I was like, you I, fucked up, man. Yeah. That sucks, you know. But that's, that's on, on you. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm no. actually looking on eBay right now, and I see a 2019 Dark Lord going for seventy five dollars. Yeah, and it they looks like really it's drop. just a. No, they don't. You know, if they kind of go up over time, because I think what happened. Well, that may. Th- may be partially true i think if you like when we yeah when you look at when you look on ebay the first you know the first week or so after dark lord day you see everybody posting these ridiculous offers for like remember that lunchbox (laughs) that was going for some stupid amount of money it's still on there for a thousand dollars yeah but then like the beers over time realize they're like they're not going to get that much money so they drop in price but then the ones that end up staying become more valuable because now here we are almost a whole year later and now these beers are coming back up in price again because now people want them they've depleted their supply Mm -hmm. they've been through all that i don't know about you mitch but i don't know if i've had any of my four yet i I don't remember okay i was uh we were going to share one at uh i guess it was uh for celebration with the birth of your son yeah i forgot it (laughs) And DJ had us covered anyway. (laughs) He brought. Did we drink one of DJ's? 
No, but he brought like four or five different beers that none of us. I remember ever now. Had, we were so. on my back porch that afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Speaking of DJ, I got a chance to meet up with him yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, we. Um, <clears throat> I talked to him about it, and, and he's doing a. Co- he's working on a couple of projects right now, but he's anxious to get back onto the microphone with us and talk for a little bit. So oh, nice. I think we're gonna get we're gonna get DJ in one of our one of our future uh, podcast recordings. But he and I actually went to the beer store yesterday because liquor stores are considered essential services, Mitch. So he stopped I by mean, and picked me up. They're not yeah, wrong. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, he picked me up and we went to the beer store and it was very odd because when we walked in, there was like that that police yellow and black kind of crime scene tape kind of blocking um, off everything. So you couldn't actually like walk around on your own and do what you wanted. Um, <clears throat> of course, I spent a lot of my money there and I... And I'll, I'll get to the, the, the second part of this in just a second. But basically, and I walked in, DJ and I walked in, and the people there recognized us because we're idiots and we spend too much money on beer. <laughs> and we basically got to walk around the beer section. They kind of like lifted the t- It's just like a crime scene on TV, Mitch. They lift up the tape and we got to walk up underneath it. Yeah. You know, and we're like walking up and down the ailes, picking out the beers we want. Now, we weren't allowed to touch them. We weren't allowed to take anything off the shelves, but one of the workers was actually carrying like a buggy or like a, a basket with us. So every time we wanted a beer, we'd point, they just took it off the shelves and put it in. We didn't have to carry our beer around while we were walking around, which was kind of cool. I like, like I could have gotten used to that. Yeah. That's and then service. they brought it up. They brought, yeah, exactly. Like this is the kind of shit that I can get used to post COVID-19. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? That's special service right there. Well, my buddy ended up going to the same place today. And, uh, and I have no idea if what we experienced was par for the course or if they were just expecting higher volume because it was a Saturday, so they were kind of changing pace. But they didn't get a chance to walk through. You know, he walked up, and the guy was just reading off a list of new beers that they got in, and you were kind of like, okay, I want that one or I don't want that. They just went and got it for you and then brought you up to the counter, so you didn't get an opportunity to walk around. So, again, I have no idea if that was just they were changing protocol because it was, you know – walking it was a saturday or if i don't know but either way neither one of us had to do too much work to get the beer that we wanted they carried it for us nice speaking of beer Mm -hmm. how was your pour and how does it taste you know so i went with the pity snickers right that was the one that you said that i should drink the sgps Um, SGPS eight and a half eight point six. Um, lactose, nougat, caramel, peanuts, loads of chocolate covered candy bars. You know, it's really good. Um, I can taste the candy bars in it. It is not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. So I think you made the right choice by having me drink this one first for the simple fact that. A, it's quote unquote only eight point six percent, but yeah. at the same time, this thing is—I mean, it's oh. extremely fluid. Like it is not heavy whatsoever. Yeah, it actually drinks very easily. Hmm. I was very surprised when I poured it. The foamy head was extremely high. It was there was a ton of it, but it dissipated very very quickly, and I knew right then and there it was going to be like one of those. Um, <clears throat> it was going to be kind of a lighter easier drinking beer and that's exactly what it tastes like did um, uh did you aggressive pour it 
since it was a can yeah um i'm just i'm I'm a guy that doesn't know how to pour beer out of a can you know (laughs) a lot of people want to turn the glass sideways and slowly pour i just go all in i'll pour that fucker over as fast as i can because i want to get to the beer but i end up shooting myself in a foot because at that point i end up waiting for the foamy head to go down right and surprisingly enough this one dissipated very quickly awesome very quickly a few beers i've had in a couple weeks uh just like random one-offs i I don't have any on a particular in my mind but when uh it's been a can i i try to keep the aggressive pour in mind because i'm one that always thought lesser head means you're a better pourer it's not the case but i uh i aggressively poured them and I, the can actually would dip like uh, into the glass uh, the way I poured it from the bottom I held it from the bottom but still with a good grip that sounds weird and I poured it into the glass and it the foam managed itself and it kept to like about a uh, if you were looking at a glass the foam stayed at about one fifth uh, up top hmm. towards the top <clears throat> of the glass at the end of the pour in oh. or out of the can like the can's empty so i was very curious about that I'm like what did i do differently these times than i did others that gave me like the perfect pour out of a aggressive pour so i don't know it was curious huh so i don't know <clears throat> what the deal is with that I, i'm gonna was try that an again. ipa was it a stout or was it just various different beers just various different ones I've had. Um, I think one was my last Bavarian Prince um, from New Realms. Oh, New Realms in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. The Stone, the Stone Brewing. Uh, yeah. Variant, right? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So uh, it it poured really nice with the aggressive technique or whatever you want to call it. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know what I did differently to make it work out. So. I don't know. We need to figure out when we're going back to Atlanta as well. Yeah. I really want to check out Sabbath Brewing. And mm-hmm. I just, even if their doors are closed, I'll knock. Be like, what's up? I, you got, I know you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> you've been fo- you've been following them ever since we went to Atlanta the first time, right? Yeah. yeah. I, we haven't had a chance to go over towards their area because we were focused on the uh, more, or, uh, I guess, accessible places because they're all tight around either north atlanta or south atlanta and sabbath Mm -hmm. is more east atlanta so you know uh i think we're gonna probably we'll probably do the garage monday night again definitely do new realms uh i think but torched hop we're definitely going back to oh gosh Uh, i love torch hop i still have the i still have the uh, little shirt that you got for my son Gavin from <laughs> yeah. Torch Top Brew. I'm just waiting for him to grow into it, man, because he's going to be wearing <laughs> that motherfucker all the time. All the time. Hell yeah. Dude, uh, Torch Top was such a golden nugget, man. I, mm-hmm. It was crazy to find. And we learned about them through word of mouth. So I wouldn't mind starting again fresh the next day, depending on when we get there the first day. But go back to the uh what was the place called the tavern in the east atlanta village yes in five points yeah yeah uh i'm blanking on their name but that the guy there i i don't think he was there normally so we lucked out he had already 12 years of a 
of experience with working there, but he lived there for what, 20 some odd years. So he knew Mm -hmm. what happened, what came up and who's around that we should go to. But I I definitely love getting like a, a pulse from the city on where to go. But, and that's how Torch Top came about, right? Because that yeah. was not on our list. No, we didn't even see him on uh, Google and all that. So Yeah, we had planned on going. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but we were we had decided to stop at, oh, where was it? Were we at New Realm when they recommended it to us? I can't remember where we were when somebody said, hey, you guys need to go check out Torch Top. Or was it at Monday Night Garage? No, I can't remember. I think, I think it might have been New Realm. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, New Realm was relatively new for the... I think they've been there almost a year. Mm. Something like that. And uh, doing pretty well. And we were asking the staff there that did not seem too busy. Yeah. <laughs> they were just kind of twiddling their thumbs and pouring for when people asked. But yeah. um, we were just curious. We're new to the area or whatever. Not new, but... We know Atlanta, but we don't know it right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Tell us where to go. So, um, yeah, I think it might have been New Realms. If it's not New Realms, then maybe Vortex. And if not Vortex, it would have been another tap room somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. It was such a it was such a good nugget as you recommended. It was so good that it is on my list of places to go visit next time. For when sure. we go because we have to go batch to, back to torch top i will say circling back around to your uh conversation about sabbath brewing yeah um <clears throat> i do not see any recent posts from them on their instagram or on their facebook which is disappointing excuse me i've got the hiccups now yeah they uh <clears throat> They've done very minimal microbrews, and the last post I saw was uh, they do like gorilla openings or something, where mm. it's just like uh, they'll post and say, hey, stop by our place for a drink this weekend, or this day, or something. And gotcha. you never know when they're going to open their doors and showcase anything that they've done. But I think they uh, partner with some either home brewers, micro brewers, or other things. Because six months ago, someone posted, I love this place with a five-star review. <laughs> well, huh. I don't know if that's like a real or not. It's super sketchy because it gives nothing. No yeah. content. But they're definitely there doing something. So I just don't know what. And they participate yeah. in the Strong Beer Fest as well. And that's a Atlanta thing, to my knowledge, is a Strong mm. Beer Fest. Yeah, well, Atlanta's definitely not shortage of breweries right now. No. I think, I can't tell you how, I mean, we were there, we've been there, were we there two times or three times? Two times now, I think. Two times, and both times over a weekend, there was no way we could fit in all the breweries that we wanted to go visit. Yeah, it's uh, it takes some time. <laughs> the uh, If we go, we may want to go towards uh, November this t- next hmm. time. That's when the Strong Beer Fest is. Okay. So we'd be able to not only go to places again and go to new ones, but we'd be able to attend this festival to see, like Sabbath Brewing, that we're unable to get in on and other breweries, I'm assuming. But 
That would be I, fun. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, they really don't post anything much. No. Going through changes. And that's that kind of sucks because that that puts that kind of it's off putting to somebody like me that goes going to go to, you know, <clears throat> they're going to we're going to I'm going to go to their Instagram, I'm going to go to their Facebook or I'm going to go to their Twitter and I want to see what they're doing in the community, what they're posting and when they're not doing anything, it makes me believe that they are not doing anything and that they're just not open so somebody like yourself is like hey i'm still willing to go by and look at them somebody like me is gonna go i don't see them doing anything i'm not gonna go by next time so i have no idea if they're open or not huh so here's an interesting tidbit from uh goodbeerhunting.com uh sabbath opened in two well yeah 2012 essentially atlanta tattooer wanted to put a bar in their shop City said no, <laughs> but he, the the artist is sitting on a three thousand square foot cave space in a highly trafficked part of Georgia's East Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Village, and uh, the East Tattoos, uh, uh, or, or the tattoo shop's lawyer said, well, why not? It doesn't say you can't do this anywhere. So <laughs> he fucking did it. <laughs> nice. So this might be why we can't really just walk in and get something, but uh, they might be tiptoeing around their rules uh, there in the city. So um, it's ran by a tattoo shop owner, it seems. But it's a heavy metal theme, self-funded by Oparnica, and will be one of the first own premise breweries in Georgia specializes hmm. in lower ABV beers like Saison's, Grisettes, Fermented and Oak. I don't know if I said that right. And uh, they'll sell everything across its bar and draft or out the door in growlers. So, You know, that's not the first time I've heard somebody, some brewery with like an aggressive name like Sabbath Brewing turn around and decide that they're going to do something in low ABV or just something that's like not... You know, Three Floyds recently came out with some new series, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, and it's escaping me. But I look at the the box art, and it's a four pack of cans, and it just looks like it's gonna punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> and it's a lager, and I go, "Why in the world are you doing something so aggressive?" And you're making a lager, but a lot of these breweries are doing that. They're like Sabbath Brewing, Day of the Dead, all this yada yada yeah. yada, and then they're like saison, farmhouse ale. <laughs> fermented Pil- sour and i'm like what's going on here pilsner <laughs> yeah pilsner what are you doing you have you have a name like sabbath brewing i mean like there's that sounds it's one dark. of those ones like you had to have gotten early on because sabbath brewing sounds so like it sounds so the opposite of what a churchgoer on Sunday would do. Just because, you know, it's called Sabbath brewing. It's literally two opposite words that go together. And you're like, you know, fuck the system. This is Sabbath brewing. And you're like, hell yeah, I'm on board. And they're like, here's a Pilsner. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can't knock it till you try it, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. That's a good point, Mitch. I didn't think about that. I mean, for all I know, they make the best saison in all of the United That's States, right. and I'm just not there to try it, so I can't say anything. With the name like that, so heavy and dark sounding, I really hope they do some stouts. But yeah, you know, to each of their. That's own, what I expect. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Or like a 200 IBU IPA or something like that, like something that just kicks you in the face. Jeez, dude. Yeah. <laughs> something That'd that makes really you go. Difficult. There's no other brewery that could do something like that. 
Dude, that'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe we we've talked about it for a year now about doing a homebrew together. Mm-hmm. And we haven't yet. But we will soon. Once this whole uh COVID nineteen thing gets underway and we actually have some time and we don't have to do social distancing, we'll we'll brew a beer together. True. That that'd be fun. I'm busting I think... open I'm busting open the bearded iris must have now. Oh hell yeah. Tell tell us about it. What'd you got? So this is a ten percent um Imperial Sweet Style from Bearded Iris with peanut butter, cocoa nibs, honey, and lactose. And again with the aggressive pour, but this thing is staying a lot Ooh, longer than yeah, that's pretty the good. other Southern Grist pity snickers that I have. You can see I even have the the glass to match, Mitch, but nice. It's the that that foamy head is staying with it, which I which means it's gonna be a I just think it's gonna be a heavy beer the way it's the way it's pouring. I think yeah. it's gonna be stout. And again, it's it's ten percent, so I mean that's a that's a pretty heavy beer to begin with. True. Um, the next beer I've got up on deck, I just popped the cap off on, is a Yazoo beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison's uncle gave me this out of the stock the last time we saw them. I don't know. He so he always stocks up on like twelve craft beers when he knows there's a family gathering, mainly because he knows I'm going to be there. Okay. But he likes drinking like Miller and the you know the the big names. Hey, he's trying. That's a good yeah. thing, though. It's very considerate of him. Very yeah. Nice. And then he goes, hey, grab whatever you want. Take it home. And if I don't, nice. he packs it up and gives it to me before I leave. So it's he's uh, he's on it, man. But uh, this is Yazoo Pepe Cinnamon Milk Stout. Uh, you got a little golden uh, or lab here. <coughs> Looks like a furry lab one, retriever. So. Yeah, I don't know. But Pepe... <laughs> uh, Let's see how you taste. <laughs> cinnamon stout, you said. Yes, cinnamon milk stout. Cinnamon yolks. I, I don't think I've ever had a cinnamon milk stout before. And uh, their description's actually here on the bottle. Uh, the next beer from our pilot program is an ale brewed with the healthy dose of oats, lactose, and cinnamon. It conjures mm. up memories of times with loved ones sitting by the fire. You're not alone. Enjoy the sa- season. Cheers. Okay. So, uh, I don't see an ABV anywhere. Nope. I'm looking on Untapped. I don't see an ABV or an IBU. Let's see if. Uh, let's see if something like Beer Advocate or okay. So here's Yazoo. Here's Yazoo's website. Let me jump over there real quick. Am I 21? Yes. <laughs> uh maybe <laughs> maybe the 21 uh, message is just getting old anyone can push mm-hmm. any button just say make sure you're 21 yep okay or something uh, <laughs> at least they're getting a little bit more relaxed with it it used to be you had to enter your date of birth which was yeah. kind of a pain in the ass now it's like are you 21 so it's one click versus having to type in your full date of birth well, our our goal is to get back to how it was with no click, <laughs> no clicks whatsoever, Mitch. That's the goal. I don't think we're gonna get there though. Here we go. Yazoo Brewing Company, Pepe Cinnamon Milk Stout. I, Mitch, I found it on Beer Advocate's website. Oh, sweet. Okay. Six percent ABV. 
Ah, uh, all right. Uh, average 3.65 uh, ratings. Uh, only six ratings. <laughs> Popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yazoo, you know, we've had mixed feelings about Yazoo, but they're still mm-hmm. our original. And they still put out new stuff every once in a while, but their focus is mainly on sours, which isn't really our thing. But, yeah, um, you know. They're still rocking it. New campus and, you know, food trucks and everything. They support the local effort. So, super proud they're the of guys them. So. That, they're the guys that you that out-of-towners think of when they say, oh, Craft Brewer, they come to Tennessee or they come to Nashville. They go, we need to go to Yazoo Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother was a big fan of their Dos Peros for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that- why, but... <clears throat> Well, that was actually that was one of the first, and I'm not even sure what kind of beer dark Dos Peros was. Is it I think like it was a, a lager? It's definitely a well. It's a dark beer. It's a brown ale. It's an American brown, brown ale. ale. Okay. But it it was one of those beers that drank like a porter to me. Like it was heavy on the chocolate, heavy on the you know it was That's a lot true. thicker for for and and to be honest, Dos Peros was one of the first dark beers that I had had in the craft beer industry. So I would drink those Peros all the time. <clears throat> now I think it's a little bland now compared to, you know, what we've had before, but yeah. those Peros for somebody that, that doesn't necessarily <clears throat> live in the craft beer community, I could see as being one of like their, their go-to for a heavier beer. It's only 5% and 16 IBUs, but it drinks heavier than that. So, uh, I didn't realize it was also a Mexican beer style. How about the uh, Cinnamon Pepe? No, uh, uh, Dos Peros. Dos Peros? Okay. It's it's made with German Munich malt, English pale malt, chocolate malt, and hopped with pearl and saz hops. Huh. And to lighten the body, as many Mexican brewers do, they add a small portion of flaked maize. So you get a bready, malty aroma balanced with maize sweetness and a noble hot finish. So Interesting. I've never gotten corn out of it, but hey, I'll try to pay attention next time. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of like the, you know, a lot of times you, you formulate your own opinion on what a beer tastes like. True. But then you read the description, you go, okay, I'm going to be on the lookout for that to see if I taste anything. And sometimes... I go, oh, I can't taste what that is, but I know there's something there that I can't put my finger on. And then you read the description, you go, oh, okay, that's what that beer is. Yeah. Look at that's that. That's a good-looking beer you've got there. Yeah, it poured real nice. Nice. Nice little uh, foam, foamy head. It's got kind of a caramel color. It Looks like you got sweet. about an inch of head on it. Yeah. It's super dark, but it's like your uh, Southern Grist one. If I just do a barely a shake it just wants to roll out of the glass so mm. yeah uh viscous <laughs> have you taken a sip yet not yet uh <clears throat> i'm curious how much cinnamon is going to be in that beer because it's literally called pepe cinnamon milk stout yeah let's see i'm looking at some of the reviews on untapped and people are saying Cinnamon is very distinguished, prominent cinnamon flavors. This guy goes, cinnamon is there, but kind of takes a back seat. So it's all over the map. What do you taste out of it, Mitch? 
It's definitely not. If you're if you're going into this expecting Trident cinnamon gum, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, the cinnamon, in my opinion, would be that backseat choice. It's there, but it's not burning your throat and it's not overpowering any part of the beer. Hmm. Though it is like a flavor whenever I'm drinking it. Uh, aftertaste, I don't have cinnamon, but you know I'm coming off of a. Uh, space station middle finger so once that true. middle finger goes down maybe i'll taste something <laughs> true that's a good point i think yeah. it was i was it was it you that told me i can't remember was it you that i used to always drink my ipas before my stouts but then oh, i started yeah. switching to drinking my stouts first i can't remember yes. if that was you yeah uh, it was me i think yeah we we talked about it because i i went against the grain on that and i was just like yeah, i did it this way and it tastes amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Or> something <man. laughs> well yeah. i mean there's logic involved to that because my thought was like you know stouts are going to be heavier they're going to be more sweet punch in your face so you kind of want to get the hops and the bitter out of the way first but it doesn't really make sense because your hops are going to kind of kill your palate whereas you're going to get to taste everything with your sweet stouts and your milk stouts and porters first and then you go into your ipas and it's like okay the hops are still there they're just going to be that much more bitter yeah yeah so that yeah. order makes sense to me i i should have reversed it really um i was just excited about three floyds um so i oh, jumped yeah. on it but uh, drinking it more i took another larger gulp uh i can taste the cinnamon and it meshes really well with whatever they've done but okay. it, it definitely isn't overpowering it goes away after i drink it drink it down so uh there's not really much of an aftertaste except for the milk stout part part of it mm. so i'm a fan of it because cinnamon can be overpowering and it's like it reminds me of uh potpourri at times you know what i mean potpourri yeah interesting potpourri it makes me think of hobby <laughs> lobby joann's and yes you know i mean not no no uh no discredit to them or anything but i mean <laughs> it's same with goodwill and their mountain air <laughs> yeah i can see it that's hey yeah. that's okay it's an air freshener and it's used in a lot of uh older white women's homes <laughs> <laughs> not that i would uh know uh <laughs> My mom really loved cinnamon and potpourri. So mm. that's a holiday reminder of the seasonal like, uh, change for holiday. It's almost always a holiday-related kind of change in the household growing <clears throat> up. Well, I love, I love your mom. I love your mom to death. She's probably one <laughs> of the nicest, most Christian people in the world. But I will say she is the definition of one of those like elderly white Southern women. Yes. That just... <laughs> Yep, I yep. can I can see that, and again, that's no disrespect to her, but no. she is totally that person. She knows her lane, and she's all about it. So there you go. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Embrace yeah. it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think she might like this beer. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I wish she'd try it, man. If I could get my mom to start trying beers, that would be fun. <clears throat> just to like even a little like taster, just like give it a sip, give it a sip. Mm -hmm. tell us your thoughts <laughs> yes <laughs> someone who never drank in their life tell me <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> yeah it uh, i i bet i could talk my dad into a sip but i don't know about my mom they're both kind of like you know eh, drinking that's sinful so 
Well, I will say I'm going to I'm going to move over here real quick. Um yeah. I I just I've been I've been sipping on the must have from Bearded Irish for a few minutes and it is like a heavier pity snickers. Ooh. And it was kind of like what I was expecting the pity snickers to be. And it was really weird that I chose both of these beers to drink today because they are <laughs> so fucking similar to what to to each other it's really odd so i went on untapped and i typed it in and of course you know it comes up 10 percent abv and it doesn't have an ibu or whatever and then i look over onto the similar beer section the very first one on the similar beers pity snickers by southern grist brewing company i was like <laughs> yes that's exactly what this is this is this is what i was expecting okay mitch yeah i was expecting this to taste what pity snickers tasted like i was expecting this to be the heavy one i was expecting i was expecting pity snickers to taste like this hell yeah all right and but pity snickers ended up being really 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 light still loads of flavor but i was but it was still lighter than i was expecting this tasted exactly like what i was expecting pity snickers to be so you made the right choice by me drinking the pity snickers first because mm. <clears throat> this is a lot heavier it's a lot darker it's a lot sweeter it's a lot thicker um loads of flavor in this Man. beer now they they do say peanut butter and blueberry blossom honey i don't know if i taste i don't know any what that means of, yeah I think that's a type of honey. I don't think it means okay. blueberries in it. Okay. All right. I if think. that's the case, then I can I, I can maybe understand that because I do taste a little bit of honey in it. I did not know it's got the Olive and Sinclair Chocolate Company Ooh. in it, which is a Nashville chocolatier, and they do a lot of business with Bearded Iris when they do their V-Fudge. Ooh, nice. So, And I do taste chocolate in it as well. So you, the, you said blueberry honey? Blueberry, so stout brewed with Aslan Beer Company. So this might be a collab. Yeah, it is a, a collab with Aslan Beer Company. Magnetic, magnetic trace of peanut butter. Mm, it might be there. I don't taste a lot of peanut butter. Blueberry blossom honey. Blossom blueberry. Okay, it might be the pollen that created the honey. Okay. The bees. So. So I may blueberry. not expect to have any blueberry flavor in it is what, I, is what you're reading. I f that's my assumption, but I, I'm looking <laughs> it up just to see. But uh, So blueberry, blah, blah, blueberry blossom honey is got from white flowers of the blueberry bush. <clears throat> okay. So don't expect any blueberry <laughs> flavor. Gotcha. But it has a well-rounded and pleasant aroma, light amber honey that can be created from that from those flowers so mm. okay yeah. that it's makes me feel a little craft. bit better then because i can't pick up on any type of blueberry flavor whatsoever in this beer mitch yeah that, that sounded like a honey type because i've gotten confused about that with meads before i'm like i don't get any fucking fruit from this <laughs> oh and it turns okay. out it was the bees going to this particular plant or however they do it and the pollen that makes the honey that yeah got it yeah i was like damn it that makes too much sense <laughs> well this one's got the it's got vanilla bean and lactose in it as well i can definitely taste the lactose because it's kind of got that creamy backbone taste to it 
Oh, yeah. Um, Olive and Sinclair Chocolate Company Cocoa Nibs. Um, there's definitely that small kind of light V-fudge back-end taste to this beer. Mm. Um, I would drink it, and I would definitely go, this is not V-fudge, but I can I can taste enough chocolate in it to where if somebody says, hey, this also has Olive and Sinclair Cocoa Nibs in it, I would go, okay. I may not be able to pick out the chocolates here, but I can definitely say this has cocoa nibs in it so i can taste it a little bit the vanilla bean is not prominent but it's there hmm. trance of peanut butter um Ooh. let me try it again i don't know i don't taste peanut butter huh I wonder maybe a little bit on the front but it dissipates real quick this would not be it would be one of those if i was checking my beer on untapped and one of the flavor profiles said peanut butter i'd struggle with it but i'd probably end up selecting it because it's one of those where i read it and i go okay i guess i could see it but it would not be something i would pick out initially mm. so i've been what i've been beating an idea in my head for a while this is going to be like our, our conversations. That I don't think we've ever talked about it, but you know, we talked about what can you do with tobacco differently? What can you do this differently with or whatever, you know, spicing up a good product and trying to make it better kind of thing. But yeah, with craft beer, much like wine, a lot of your stouts get better over time. Mm. So why isn't there a beer cellar that you literally pay like you would cigars to store your cigars in a humidor at the facility. Why isn't there a craft beer cellar that you can go pay for your spot and you can load them in and it keeps it cool, keeps it dark and keeps it temperature controlled. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. That would be really cool. You could actually, you're paying for a place (laughs) to cellar your beers. Yeah. It's out of That's your dope way. dope as fuck, like, Mitch. I didn't have, I've never thought about that before. Might have to cut this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but a good idea. That's something that I think you, DJ, and I should think about and maybe even like work out. And Yeah. It, it could even work for, uh, depending on the space and what, you know, depending on who does what, what part of land. I don't know. You could technically do personal and private like uh corporate people if they have a select batch they want to age over time but they don't have the space for it you could be overflow mm-hmm. you know what i yeah. mean yeah absolutely it, it's one of those things i, I just uh, it's a really tempting idea <laughs> really tempting. that would be really fun to do and it would be of course a <laughs> tap room up top because why not you're, you would need some sort of additional revenue stream yeah. other than just a place for to people start. to send their yeah. monthly payments to just hold beer. Yeah, you would definitely need a beer license <laughs> so that you could sell beer uh, on site and d- just to like whatever. And then uh, your sellership could start and then expand. Sellership. So. <laughs> I know, I keep coming up with these today. buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's an idea. And if anyone has the money to invest, let us know. We'll make it happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I I twiddle on these thoughts all the time. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shit, no one's doing that. 
<laughs> that would be really good. Yeah, I'd probably pair it with not only a draft house, but also like a cigar shop on the top floor or something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be great. If I, if I was able to do a triple tier, like a there's the cellar underneath that has its own private room that you could go to with its own specific taps. Then you got your house floor where everyone, you know, public-wise stays and whatever. And you can walk upstairs into the glass doors where the humidor and and walk through the humidor into the smoke room. So, I'd be the first customer. <laughs> Hands down, I'd be the first customer. The only thing missing is the steakhouse. So, ah, <laughs> oh, steak, cigars, and beer—that'd be awesome. I know, man. But uh, these are these—I'm pretty impressed with the two beers I had today. The Space Station Middle Finger—it mm-hmm. stayed good after okay. uh, almost a year so uh, you know i'm super nice. proud about that and then uh yazoo pepe cinnamon milk stout you came through man uh thank you pepe it, it is really <laughs> good uh definitely a milk stout but one of the better ones that i've had milk stouts i'm not big on because they just have mm-hmm. like this bland milky heavy taste to them you know <clears throat> okay i feel like i drank milk afterwards you know mm. it's just like heavy and filling so with the cinnamon and sweetness to it, it definitely brightens up the milk stout portion. So nice. Uh, I, I really like the Yazoo Pepe. Out of the two, which one's your favorite? Man, they're two different styles. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, that's true. You can't really compare the two. Yeah, I really like both. Um, Yazoo surprised me. So right now, I'm just kind of really eyeing the Yazoo. But Space Station, Space Station Middle Finger, of course, is always a mainstay in my book. Yeah. It's delicious. So, and uh, American Pale Ale was right on the label. I just completely missed it. <laughs> it doesn't taste like it, so it's okay. Yes. So uh, <laughs> it definitely cleared the air a little bit on that one. So I, I'm nice. a fan. Uh, continue to be a fan of Three Floyds. Yeah. It's surprisingly enough with Three Floyds, the beer that got me into Three Floyds was Alpha King, but it mm-hmm. is the like last one on my list of favorites in their lineup. So yeah, curious. Uh, it, it just dropped to the floor after I had all their other ones, especially Zombie Dust and Oh yeah, oh dude. So but yeah, good. Alpha King's like at the bottom right now. I still got to try Gumball Shoe. Gumball Head from Alpha or Head, from, yeah, uh, Head, yeah, yeah. Shoes the the racing sport, but uh, oh okay. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, Gumball Head. I really like the artist too, so I really need to try the beer out. I just haven't had it yet. I, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to find it on tap so I can have it on tap. But Three Floyds needs to uh, figure out what they're doing, or maybe they just need to keep doing what they're doing. But Alpha King is a pale ale as well; it's not an IPA. So a lot of their and so I think Gumball Head is a. <clears throat> I thought it was a India pale ale. <clears throat> Gumball Head. Gumball Head is a pale American pale wheat ale. Wheat ale. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be like, but all of these things are so hoppy. Yeah. They kind of, you kind of expect them to be around in the IPA range, but that's three Floyds. I mean, that's what they do. They, they buck the system and they kind of, well, give the middle <laughs> finger to all the other True. breweries. They say, this is how we're <laughs> going to do it. Yeah. Man, I was a fan of their uh, hockey jersey this past year that they released. It looked a lot like, uh, 
classic jerseys, but also it was reminiscent of the Sunnyvale Trailer Parks hockey jersey. Oh, <laughs> nice. I didn't think about that. I was like, I need to go back and look at it then. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not exact. I think the Sunnyvale one was like a solid blue with white lettering or something, but it just had enough of that sideways. If I remember right, the typography on the back was sideways or something. Yeah, something called or hearkened Trailer Park Boys to my memory on that. So Nice. I really want it, but uh, not for the prices people want it on eBay. No. And I think it already sold for... Uh, MSRP was like 150 on it or something. Oof. So I was like, no, I'm not wearing it that often. You'll want to get something like that at the brewery, but you're still going to pay a premium for it. Yeah. It, it just, I, I'm looking for a track jacket this year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> DJ and his fucking track jackets. <laughs> Man, I hope they have a yellow. If it's a yellow, I'm, I'll probably pick it up. <laughs> the blue looks so nice and dj's is red right dj's is red, red yes yeah. dj's dj's is red and i made fun of him every <laughs> minute of the day he bought that goddamn traff jacket track jacket and then he would bought it and he would wear it and i would make fun of him and then we'd go stand in line and every single person was like Bro, that's an awesome track jacket. Where'd you get, like? Where can you buy that? I'm like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> it's a track jacket that looks like it's out of the '80s, and they're like, yeah. it is so cool. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> DJ gave me the space station middle finger that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I don't know. The '80s aesthetic's still pretty cool, man. But I think. Mm being on site at the brewery and then wearing any kind of affiliated gear is an automatic just like nice nice yeah for some reason and like <clears throat> you don't typically wear like the same merch of the band you're going to see yeah but i guess maybe an do. exception for yeah. dark lord day though yeah <clears throat> but that's because most on. people are spending their money on the beer and somebody bought a track jacket and they go wait a minute <laughs> yeah. maybe we could buy a track jacket too <laughs> track jacket gang that's right be like the the adidas russians oh. <laughs> but anyway. well, i think this was a this was a good time i yeah, think that man. we had some good beers today you and i had the opposite i mean like literally the complete opposite of beers yeah today you had an ipa and a cinnamon stout and i had uh imperial sweet stouts and milk stouts with candy bars and cocoa nibs in it yeah so man i've got i still by the way have that whole stash from alabama that we got to get into at some okay. point all right but we'll do a recording know. on that then that would be fun yeah i didn't want to start on any of those because it's only i only bought one-offs i didn't buy doubles so mm. um it'd be better to share and talk about them once the whole covid19 thing gets behind us maybe we can meet together and actually split some beers Definitely, and if DJ wants in, he can have in. And if uh, anyone out there, uh, you know, hit me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what is our email address? The is it? Yeah, the foamy heads. The foamy heads at gmail dot com. Yeah, or go back and comment on our Instagram page. You can find us on foamy heads, and I think that's probably where we post most of our stuff while we're drinking our yeah. our beers and stuff. I actually posted a picture of the uh, 
Terramana tequila, the small batch tequila from Dwayne Johnson. I was kind of pre-gaming with that today. Nice. That is super smooth. There is absolutely no bite to that thing. Yes, there is no bite whatsoever. I poured myself about two or three ounces of it and drank it almost like water. Tequila, small batch tequila. This thing was so smooth. There was no bite to it, no no strong burn on the back end. I just... I was surprised I was drinking tequila, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I can see. Now, most tequilas all mix with something. You make, make like a margarita or something out yeah. of it. I didn't do anything to this, Mitch. I poured this over ice and just started drinking it. Actually, I just put my rocks my uh, my rocks pieces in it just to kind of keep it cold without having to cut it, you know, because I didn't yeah. want to water it down with ice. It drank super smooth i mean i gotta be honest i have it right here actually i picked it up at total beverage yesterday oh blanco terramana i think i paid like 25 bucks or 30 bucks it wasn't over the top it was uh super smooth so i was pre-gaming with that so i think that i think you need to pick that up if you're in the mood for something different i'm not a big fan of tequila but i'm a big fan of dwayne johnson and i know he likes tequila so when he put his name on something and i was like I'm one of those suckers that's going to go out and buy it just because his name is on it or whatever. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Like, I, I enjoy it. I could drink this stuff straight, which is what I ended up doing. And it's <laughs> it surprised the hell out of me. And, and I could nice. see myself sipping on that after a long day at work because it's yeah. super smooth and I really enjoyed it. I'll have to compare it to some Cabo Wabo. <laughs> Isn't that mm. George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's George Clooney's. But Get I'm these famous sure. people's tequila and put them together and see which <laughs> ones really care about it, right? Yeah. 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 We kind of see their taste profiles, I guess, if they yeah. had any say in it. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That'll be I think this was, a, this was a good session, though. I think we had some good beers. Um, <clears throat> I think we had some good discussions. You know, the whole... The whole coronavirus thing is kind of inhibiting what we can do to get out and talk to people and stuff, but we're kind of making it work as we go. So, um, you know, we just, we keep getting beers and I I mean, it is what it is. I think, I think it was a good discussion. Any closing thoughts from you, Mitch? Uh, All I hope is that, uh, you know, uh, with the coronavirus thing, it's a real threat to our ability to get out and drink at places that we enjoy drinking. So mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping everyone involved at any establishment that's being put off of work, they're able to just get right back into it. Yes. And exercise the same kind of like uh, ability and desire to serve beer <clears throat> and, with, and getting paid for it. And I yeah. hope they're covered during this time because it Absolutely. sucks. So, uh, the one Price place work. I really started enjoying was No Quarters. It's like a dive bar in Nashville, but with a pinball hole front. You know, you you took yeah. you brought me there, kind of. You told me to meet you there, so mm-hmm. uh, it grew on me, man. But uh, I don't know the situation with those folks, and I hope they're okay, and I hope to see them back where they like working the most. So yeah, that uh, I just hope everything can get back to how it was, but we'll see. I think that's good. I think if we can, if we can, you know, hopefully in a couple of months, all these breweries that have been trying to push through, make it through, you know, I think with the small business loans that are available to everybody, you know, hopefully everybody can take advantage of that. And I don't want, I don't want to see my local craft breweries or my local dive bars kind of go under because 
they weren't able to adapt in these extreme situations. So um, <clears throat> cheers to, to thinking and hoping that they're going to be around when this is all over. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> until then, all we can do is just keep supporting them, keep buying their beers and, and keep their keep their lights on by buying their product and and keep revenue flowing from them and that's that's my goal is to just buy these one-offs and continuously buy beer from them to make sure that they stay they stay open through this pandemic Mitch so if you're if you're not drinking beer keep drinking you know start drinking craft beer and if you are drinking craft beer keep drinking craft beer if you've never had craft beer before um, now is probably more important than ever to try something local because every single dollar that you spend is actually helping keep their lights on. And not only are you drinking their beer, but you are actually providing income to those small craft breweries to help keep their lights on so that when this whole thing blows over, they're going to come back stronger than ever. So cheers to you craft breweries and cheers. We'll see you once COVID-19 is over.